This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It is commonly said that extroverts are great at communication, while introverts are simply antisocial. But is this actually true, or is that an oversimplification? I'm Dashran Johan, and this is Today I Learned. On the show with me today is Dr. Eugene T, Associate Professor at the Department of Psychology at Help University. Welcome to the show, Eugene. Let's start with introversion. What exactly does the term introvert actually mean? Hey, Dashran. I uh, hope you've been doing well. Um, so as you've rightly pointed out, Dashran, I think there's this misconception that introversion is about antisocial uh, tendencies as also even at its most charitable sense associated with shyness. But it's fairly clear in the psychological literature that introverts are sensitive towards, but they tend to rely less on, say, external stimuli. And that external stimuli also involves social interactions as a means for contentment and satisfaction. So uh, if you compare that with, say, an extroverted individual, they need to be on a social high a lot more regularly than an introverted person. Introverts tend to reflect a little bit more on their rich inner lives. Uh, they are less reliant on external social stimuli in order to get the buzz uh, that often triggers, you know, all the positivity for extroverts. So they're not antisocial and they're not shy. In fact, I, I know introverts who have excellent social skills and I also know of extroverts, right, hmm. who, who struggle when it comes to social events. So um, I, I think it's, if I could boil it down, simplify it for our listeners, it's sensitivity towards but a lower preference towards external uh, stimuli for happiness, for contentment, for satisfaction. There are a number of psychologists that also say that one way we can look at this is the way in which we recharge, so to speak. Um, introverts, basically, when they go out and they meet people, they go to parties, um, whether work meetings and whatnot, it's not that they're not good at socializing, but mm -hmm. that meeting people and all that external stimuli, like you put it, sort of drains the energy. Whereas um, when it comes to extroverts, that's where they get their energy from. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Spot on on that, Dashran. So for extroverts, uh, socializing too much is never enough. But for introverts, just enough is too much. So you're right in saying uh, and highlighting a very important point there about energy, uh, because some personality theorists also simplify and uh, they, they have every good reason, empirical evidence to simplify that introversion, extroversion is where we draw our energy from. So with extroverts, it's much more external, more frequent external social usually stimuli uh, but for the introvert you've rightly pointed out that it tires out introverts a whole lot more quickly so introverts conversely will prefer to recharge in, in solitude right not loneliness and important here i'm just trying to sidestep all the terms that uh, introverts are lonely no they're not they prefer solitude and solitude tellingly is welcome alone time it's wanted sought after desired alone time. So they'll move away from the hustle and bustle and the social buzz, right? And then they'll curl themselves up into 
um, into their bed, you know, warm blanket, nice cup of tea, and then just drown themselves in their own thoughts, maybe with a good book. So that's for them, how they recharge. And I, I think that's something that a lot of introverts can uh, can relate to. Oh, listening to you speak, I can relate to it very much. So, so I'm thinking, okay, so I guess I'm an introvert because whenever I tell people that, people usually don't believe me um, because they say, you know, I'm a half-decent conversationalist, you know, I'm a ra- I work in radio, you know, I, I like having long, meaningful conversations. It's literally one of my favorite things in the world to do. So, but Mm -hmm. I can be an introvert despite the fact, right? Of course, absolutely. So uh, you've also highlighted that there are some assumptions that, well, if you're an extroverted person, you're a social butterfly, you're a social animal. So therefore, uh, you probably work in media, you're very chatty, you're very gregarious. But look at you. I mean, if you relate more to, you know, quiet, uh, more Mm -hmm. in-depth, meaningful, uh, maybe even deep conversations. That's something that uh, introverts generally prefer. So let's not confound and say that if you're extroverted, you're outgoing, you're gregarious, you're more energetic, therefore, you have better social skills. No, um, as we've seen both in the literature and I think we can relate to it in our experiences, just because you're an introvert does not mean that you cannot work in a predominantly extroverted environment, a very social environment, and suddenly you can still carry a conversation, right? So there's there's little to say that um, you're either one or the other um, or that you're better, right, in social skills um, compared to the other personality type. I think it really all depends on your social skills, right, but also the context that you're in. Um, maybe just to add on that and just <laughs> to clarify, you might think of introverts as functioning a little bit better in, say, a small book club like meetings where they have like intense, you know, discussions about, you know, what they read or maybe the big ideas, right? They enjoy, they thrive in such uh, social environments. Uh, extroverts though, they tend to do better in large scale, say social networking events, speed dating, right? I think that's mm. something that an extrovert would generally prefer more than an introvert. So let's consider the the context uh, that we function in as well when we are discussing differences and the tendency, right? to be a little bit chattier, a bit less chatty, uh, given the social context. Let's dive into that a little bit, Dr. Eugene. Um, are there specific or any other specific personality traits that define an introvert or extrovert, such as decision-making skills, perhaps? Hmm. I think that's a great question. And whenever we look into personality differences, we tend to see that, okay, if you're an introvert, are you likely to be more, you know, more or um, contemplative, more deliberate or more quicker Uh, in your decision making. And uh, since you brought decision making, some of the new research evidence tells us that when it comes to making decisions, you will find that introverts tend to be a little bit more deliberative, so a little bit more contemplative as well. They may be a little bit more hesitant or maybe slower, right, to use the less charitable term, but they have good reasons for this. You contrast that with extroverts that tend to, they don't make decisions impulsively, but they make it quickly, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It's enough for them to proceed with, okay, I think this is the best cause of action, whereas an introvert is going to prefer a little bit more time a little bit more quiet thinking. Uh, and again, that, that solitude comes into play to just, you know, take some time to to reflect on every single possible uh, nuance, wrinkle factor in that decision before eventually picking one choice mm. over the other. So, yeah, I, I think you will find that because of personality differences, it plays out in right down to uh, how we make decisions. I, I have an analogy that just came to mind, right? I, right? I have this suspicion. And if you see this anecdotally as well, you compare your introverted friends with your extroverted friends on Facebook, mm. right? And I, I don't think it's a big surprise 
you see that it's your extroverted friends that post, uh, make postings a lot more. They have more friends on their friend list, right? And I'm, I'm fairly introverted, right? And I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't add people I don't know, but extroverts, like the more the merrier. So right now, decision-making when it comes to your social circles, who you choose to have within or outside it, uh, you'll find that the extroverts will value a lot more of the, the, the quantity, maybe a little bit less of the quantity, right? Whereas for introverts, it seems to be uh, the other way around. So small circle, friends, small circle of friends, intimate, deep conversations. Uh, and to them, that's a lot more energizing, fulfilling than, say, having a wide range of, uh, you know, diverse friends. Doesn't mm-hmm. apply, you know, across the board, though. I think there are variances. But again, we're looking at very broad general tendencies here. So when it comes to decision making about friends, social circles, I think, you know, you see differences between introverts and extroverts. What about the way we operate or express ourselves or when it comes to friendships, um, romantic relationships, you brought up something like speed dating. Um, uh, is there a difference between the way extroverted people might operate in their social circles um, or romantic relationships versus someone who is uh, more introverted? I think I'm going to get into a bit of trouble when I say, <laughs> I say this, but I can dig up the reference for this. You will find okay. that extroverts relative to introverts, uh, because of the focus and the preference for quantity, right? They're more likely to be the ones that engage in more uh, romantic, if not <clears throat> sexual relationships. They, right. they also have been shown to have a higher number of sexual partners over their lifetime than, say, introverts. So that's one finding. Um, and since you brought up speed dating, I think these are events that are a little bit more frequented by by uh, by extroverts. Uh, but that being said, it's not all, you know, love loss, right, for mm-hmm. introverts. I think if you can have a different channel where uh, you gather people with shared interests, you say that the activities are not all those silly, you know, um, silly parlor games, right, but deep, intimate conversations, uh, I, I think you're going to attract a little bit more introverts uh, that way. So in terms of romance, um, all other things held equal and consistent, and more sexual relationships, more romantic, you know, experiences over a lifetime for extroverts than, than uh, I would say, introverts. And, and definitely there's research to back that up. All right. On that note, we do need to go for a very quick break. I'm speaking with Dr. Eugene T, Associate Professor in Psychology at Help University. We'll be back on Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Today I Learned. I'm Dashran Johan and on the show with me is Dr. Eugene T, Associate Professor in Psychology. And we're discussing introversion and extroversion. What are the misconceptions associated with these terms, right? Um, Eugene, let's talk about the upsides and downsides. Um, what would you say are the upsides and downsides to people with extroverted personality? Lucky you if you're an extrovert, because for the bulk of uh, history, human history, I would imagine, <laughs> uh, there are a lot of positives, isn't it, Dash? I think you can also associate with this. Oh, you're extroverted, right? So you must be energetic, high energy, very right. friendly, sociable. And I think growing up as well, I think uh, it's, it's worth mentioning to those of us who were labeled by our family members, our parents for one, right? And our friends, you're too shy. Why are you so unfriendly? Why, is, why are you so antisocial? So that already gives us some clues that there is something called an extrovert ideal. Mm. Right? Um, Books that talk about extroversion and the, the the hidden overlooked qualities of introversion, which we'll get to in a bit, uh, tell us that well, 
you know what, extroverts, because of their high energy sociability, you know, their outgoing nature, these are positive qualities to actually have. No one likes the aloof, quiet, you know, contemplative loner in the corner over there. So uh, just to get to the direct answer to your question that the pros associated with extroversion, a positive impression, a positive perception that these are natural tendencies, right? Qualities that we like to see in others. We certainly like people who are like, you know, regardless, outgoing, high energy, uh, rather than the quiet person who is always stuck in the corner there. Um, and, and also, empirically, we find that all other things considered, uh, extroverts have the edge when it comes to lifetime um, satisfaction, life satisfaction. Um, if you do comparisons, right, extroversion comes up time and time and time again to a point where it's as close to what we can consider psychological fact that they report higher levels of uh, what we call subjective well-being. So your own personal sense of satisfaction with <laughs> your life. If you were to relive your life, would you do anything differently? You say, no, no, obviously not. Right. So all things considered, the one key personality trait that is associated with high levels of subjective well-being, right, is extroversion. Mm. Definitely more so. Uh, we don't see any evidence for, say, all the others, um, introversion, agreeableness even, right? Uh, but what diminishes happiness is um, neuroticism, sensitivity towards negative emotions. But uh, coming back to your point again, um, the, the cons, right, the downsides of extroversion, we do see that, yes, they tend to be a little bit more reliant on external stimuli as sources of happiness relative to introverts. And just to bring this into context as well, um, it is more often yours and my extroverted friends that found it a little bit more difficult to get used to uh, the lockdown during the entire pandemic. Right? And certainly had extroverted friends who were just, I think they were um, you know, just, just scraping at the walls trying to find <laughs> some way out of the room or the, the enclosure that they find themselves in for extended hours. So yeah, it, it was a lot more difficult for extroverts. And maybe just to add on to that, uh, we do see some evidence that extroverts also tend to be a little bit more risk and sensation seeking. Mm. Uh, and so this places them uh, a little bit more towards, uh, you know, potential for maybe injury or maybe some kind of harm because of those tendencies. Completely different though, but again, as a general rule, they tend to gravitate a little bit more towards uh, more risk-taking, more sensation-seeking. Now, what would you say are the upsides and downsides of being an introvert? Because that, there's always this negative connotation attached to being an introvert, or maybe people don't even know what that term really entails, right? Absolutely. Um, you can almost say, right, and I, I don't think uh, introverts care to admit, I'm, I'm certainly not something that we care to say that. I am my own best company sometimes, isn't it? In fact, exactly. many times, I am my own best company. So um, I, an introvert will more likely relate to the sense that, oh, there's this rich, you know, sort of like sense of exploration, reflection, contemplation, meditation even that I have on my own. I am less reliant. Again, here, I think we see the central theme of introversion, the reliance on the self, right, rather than external stimuli to gain a sense of fulfillment, gain a sense of meaning, purpose, enjoyment, right? And it's only reflected in the hobbies uh, that you engage in, right? So you read, uh, you watch the movies, you read about it. Reading is a favorite pastime for many introverts because it helps them sort of like reflect on all the things oh the author is speaking to me i can relate to this so yeah you're nodding your head along to that so it's rich <laughs> it is really meaningful and it's satisfying to us and this reflects much more uh, you know us deriving our energies inward inside internally from ourselves rather than that 
uh, of an external nature, right? So less parties, more contemplative, you know, book reading, quiet sessions with a nice cup of tea. Um, but you're right, you're right. Uh, and just to, before I trail off and, you know, um, just ramble on, I think you've already covered some of the, the downsides of introversion, the negative perceptions associated with the trade, uh, the tendency to be antisocial, of course. Um, others I've come across include, you know, uh, unfriendly, aloof is another one, mm. lonely, right? Quiet is, I think, generally neutral. Oh, I heard one before. Um, what's the word? Uh, scheming. Oh, that's actually <laughs> terrible. It's like, what's this person thing? I can't, you know, usually when you are in a social event, you, you want to sort of like, you know, gauge the people around you want to know, but an introvert doesn't give away a lot. So I think that un unfortunately leads to the assumption right. that, oh, this person must be plotting a scheming something. <laughs> uh, but no, no, they're, they're sussing out the situation. They're just being careful. Again, we talked about deliberation we talk about contemplation we talked about you know just being quiet and observant right mm. seeing watching pay attention before you open your mouth right uh so and, and this is just natural tendency right uh, for introverts to value more introspection observation deliberation than um uh, than extroverts now on the uh, on just to build on that point though and we move to the 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 positives right, right. of introversion there is uh a number there are actually a number of psychological studies that tell us that introverts um, because of more deliberative decision making tend to make better more nuanced more uh, considerate decisions they also have sharper observation skills uh, they're more perceptive right of the of the cues the nonverbals in their mm. social interactions they also thrive in solitude. And um, I'm not sure if it was you that I've spoken to with, but a couple of while, uh, a while back, uh, we talked about solitude and some of the most creative inventors in history, right? Really required the solitude. Right. They were introverts at heart. And their best ideas actually came when they are away from others and just reflecting on the rich inner lives and thoughts and ideas. You know, they let them just play freely, right, without the distraction of external noise. And they came up with some of the most, you know, inventive, world-changing uh, inventions. So these are the uh, upsides of introverts. Uh, I, I think we still have the ongoing, the persistent, um, I, I wouldn't call it stigma, but the impression, right, that introverts are not people person. Right? Yeah. They are. They can be people person. They just need that little bit more of a space mm -hmm. to also right have time to themselves right? they don't need they don't need people around them all the time and they're actually quite happy and that might sound strange to extroverts but that's just just who introverts are well as kelly clarkson said it doesn't mean i'm lonely when i'm alone right <laughs> oh absolutely yes yes I, I think that was the title for one of the other podcasts so uh, yeah uh, our listeners again look that up right certainly yeah now uh, eugene is there a correlation then between introversion or extroversion and social skills mm. Um, I think as we have uh, established in, in, you know, somewhat indirectly in our conversation so far, so the, the intuitive answer seems to be yes. But I think the more nuanced answer is that it depends on the length, the frequency, the, you know, the context of the, of the social environment. So you'll find introverts are tending to do a little bit better in small, smaller circles. And they enjoy more, you know, meaningful, reflective conversations, maybe one-on-ones, right, with their... Uh, 
and their closest of friends and for shorter durations as well. So a, a good litmus test, uh, and you can probably try this out and see how it goes once you're able to hit R again, hmm. uh, is that um, as the night progresses, right, the introverts get more and more quiet because they've already had their fill. They've already had right. of their of these social events, right? Especially if you go to big parties and uh, people seated on like long tables. It's the introverts who go quiet first, right, as the night wears on. Right? Everyone may be boisterous, energetic, but as the night goes on, it's only the extroverts that are left still chatting <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I think um, it, using that right as an imagery or as an example, you find that extroverts are more likely to seek out those uh, frequent, uh, diverse interactions with a wide range of different individuals. So I think it goes back to uh, the this sort of example that we talked about a while ago. So small book club. That's the ideal environment for introverts and you know, social networking, speed dating events, uh, you know, large scale, um, you know, quick fire, if you will, uh, events, uh, social events. That's much more and, and um, extroverts like um, home ground, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So is that correlation? No, I think it depends on the environment that you're in. Uh, and I think this answer, although it's a little bit more complicated, gives us reason to believe that um you know, it's not the be all and end all. It depends on the context. Introverts can demonstrate excellent social skills um, in, but they tend to do better in that uh, in certain environments compared to extroverts. Mm. And does everybody um, fall into one of these two categories, or are we talking about a spectrum here in reality? I like the word spectrum because it means that we're measuring personality on a range rather mm. than one or the other. Um, in fact, I'm just going to quote Carl Jung here, uh, the famed um, psychoanalyst and psychiatrist. Right? Anyone who is a pure introvert or extrovert would be in an asylum. So we do measure uh, personality, <laughs> including introversion, extroversion on this, um, on this degree. right? So you're either more or more of one or the other. You can say I'm more extroverted than I am introverted. And that is correct. Um, although it's not technically correct to say I'm solely, purely 100% extroverted or introverted. And is that where the term ambivert comes from? So ambiversion is when you're, to use your term, in the middle of the uh, spectrum, right? Right. Someone who qualifies as having qualities of both. Um, And I I think whether you see much more of the introvert or the extrovert sign actually comes out also is dependent on the context of the situation. So, uh, but the most interesting studies about ambiversion tell us that they have the best of both worlds, right? So... Uh, they they are able to regulate in between when they rely on external stimuli and draw from the energy the you know the the, the spirit of the social event that they're in, but they are also able to flip back into their more contemplative um, solitude states. Right. Uh, so they have the best of both worlds in this sense, and I think one study even tells us that rather than the the more introverted or the more extroverted, uh, in terms of job performance, you find that the ambiverts actually outperform the other two groups. What I find very fascinating or what I want to explore is, is there a difference when we talk about introversion, um, extroversion, the, the entire spectrum, is there a difference in the brain? I mean, how or why are some people introverts while others are extroverts? Is it biological or is it learned behavior? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's an excellent, excellent point. And it reflects some of the uh, recent research in the area of uh, neurobiology, right? That there are neurological differences in terms of the wiring and the reliance on certain neurotransmitters that shapes our personality. When we say that personality is shaped by 
nature and nurture. This is really the more nature side, right? You're born with this genetic. So you're right in saying that there are um, uh, neurological differences between introverts and extroverts. So extroverts, as we all know, uh, they're more reliant on sensitive to frequent quick fire bursts of positivity and the and the neurotransmitter involved in and relevant to this experience is dopamine right mm. now introverts are also sensitive to dopamine but they require less of it to get the buzz right whereas extroverts want quick fire repeatedly quick quick more 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 dopamine introverts get um tired out they get too high of a, of a bus, too much of a bus, if there's just too much dopamine. So that's why you find that, okay, it's enough, right? The, the introverts go quiet as the night wears on because they've had their dopamine fill already. <laughs> uh, but the, the interesting thing as well is uh, when we think about energy, we think about reward, right? The reward pathways in the brain as well, it's much shorter for the extrovert, but it takes a longer route for the introvert. And there's another neurotransmitter without, you know, going to the technical details. If it's dopamine that, you know, gives the extroverts the high, it's another neurotransmitter called acetylcholine that does it for introverts. So, yes, long story short, uh, don't have to get into technical details here, is that there are indeed brain-based differences that dictates whether someone is more likely to be an extrovert or an introvert. Huh. So with that in mind, can you change from being an introvert to an extrovert and vice versa throughout your life? Or is it more like this is who you are and it's more of just accepting it? Uh, you, you can try, but both, based on what we know, it's mostly fixed and innate. Right? Yes, it does you know, get influenced by the environment through life experiences, but for the most part, uh, these tendencies to be personality is essentially the signs of our tendencies to be. They remain mostly constant uh, throughout our lifetime. I think recently as well, there are some conversations about has our personality actually changed during the the pandemic within the last year? Right, we've been working from home. Uh, does it mean that we've become more introverted? Right, right. extroverts have become more introverted. So, uh, no, we we don't see enough evidence for that. We don't have any. Uh, you know, substantial proof to tell us that our personalities have changed, let alone, right, within the one year, right? Mm. It is a major event. Um, but just to get back again to your question, uh, you can try, but this doesn't come naturally. I, I don't know of any studies that says that, you know, someone's tried changing a personality since their adolescence and here they are in their 50s, or their 60s. I, I don't see any changes. Uh, I don't see rather any evidence for that. But that being said, that being said, right, remember earlier, uh, we talked about extroverts reporting high levels of happiness, uh, general satisfaction with their life. Um, I can think of one study that has shown that if introverts start acting more like extroverts, they also report that higher level of happiness. You know, right. so the pathway it seems for introverts, right? One of the uh, pathways to happiness for for introverts is to act more extroverted. I know that sounds almost like like heresy, isn't it, for the introvert? But well, that's what the signs actually say. So I'm just uh, reporting it as is. But why? How how do you become happier by being an extrovert? Is it more because you're putting yourself out there more, um, trying to respond to these various stimuli? So you're always excited and hyped up. There's the constant dopamine that's coming in. You, how, how does it that work? Be. Huh. It could be. We know the uh, benefits of uh, social support, social interactions. Uh, we also know that the when we, when we head out there and we start exposing ourselves to say new experiences, right? That also has another you know sort of spillover effect. 
into our overall happiness. So I think the mechanisms are going to be a bit more indirect. It's not as if to say, okay, I'm going to change my personality from introversion to extroversion. But by virtue of acting like an extrovert, you're getting exposure to new experiences, new things that you previously thought that you would not enjoy, but now you've come to, you know, say, hey, you know what, this isn't so bad. Maybe you get, you know, you, you hear new stories, new ideas from people that you would not otherwise not actually you know, go out, go off your way to actually uh, meet and get to know. So I think the the links between why, as an introvert, if you act more extroverted, you are more likely to experience happiness are indirect. But off the top of my head, I think it's new experiences, new people, new ideas, new stimuli, right? And uh, yep, I sure it might be a little bit tiring. But then I think the um, the sort of the effects seem to be that you report high levels of happiness as a result of all these new experiences. Mm-hmm. And as we wrap this conversation up, Eugene, I guess I have to ask you the million-dollar question. Is one personality trait better than the other? Should we aspire to be one personality trait or try to you know, improve ourselves? Can I even use that term, you know, improve ourselves towards one personality trait or another? Okay, million-dollar question with a uh, fairly straightforward answer. No, I think we each have our strengths and our limitations. Remember, when we talk about personality, it's uh, more often a tendency to be, right? And the tendency to be, whether it is advantageous or disadvantageous, also depends on the context that you're in. So think the uh, small book club versus the social event that we are, you know, the speed dating event that we talked about. Uh, so my general suggestion is it may not be the most exciting one, but I'll say that <laughs> it's best to acknowledge that your introverted friends are like that for a reason. It, it is their strengths. It is their tendency to be an extroverted friends, energetic, gregarious. Uh, but of course, that also comes with certain costs, costs and potential like, you know, risk taking tendencies. Um, but all I'm going to say is that it's best that we acknowledge that these are just our natural inclinations for how sensitive we are to rewards, um, how likely we are to, uh, how often we, we take time to ourselves to recharge, how we recharge, where we draw energy from. So the pros and cons, benefits, disadvantages. Yeah, I, I would say no one individual or one personality trait has a an advantage over the other. If you look through the research, you might find happiness being one of them. But you know what? I think that's balanced off with the introverts, um, you know, showing more contemplation, more deliberation, uh, sharper decision making, sharper perception. I think it all evens itself out in the end. This is why we still have introverts and extroverts uh, today. Thank you so much, Eugene, for joining me today. Thanks so much, Ashwin. Pleasure to be here. That was Dr. Eugene T, Associate Professor at the Department of Psychology in Help University, talking to me about introversion and extroversion, as well as the misconceptions associated with those terms. So if you'd like to download the episode or previous episodes of the show, you can check us out on the BFM app or bfm.my. This has been Today I Learned with me, Dashran Johan, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.